It's Craggy's Connick Rugby Podcast. It's the round of 16 game against Benetton and what a sad, sad result that was for Connacht on a not a great day, not a great performance. Um, before we get talking to William and Lindley, here's some of the highlights, actually lowlights of the game, um, plus what myself and William thought directly after the final whistle. Angers pulled down just short of the line, fed out. They're on an advantage and they drive over and Connor Oliver scores. It's all got a bit slow at the back, but they've gone through a multitude of phases here. Now there's an opportunity. It's up and it's running and Connacht are in for try number two. Simple move in the pass and John Porch is in for the try and Connacht lead by 10 points to nil here. Connacht are winning most of these contacts, but as I said, that's a brilliant offer. That's That's going to be a try. Oh, that's a fantastic bit of work by Benetton. They've got themselves away down the wing. Connacht were a bit slow and it's Marcus Watson trying to get the drive on. They have got the drive on. Connacht are being driven backwards. It's a penalty to Benetton. They've got the pass away out and inside and it's an easy try in the corner. Running in to score is Marcus Watson. Prendergast picks up, feeds Blade. Blade flicks it out. Inside. Ford is on. Oh, Ford is up. Now they've got a space. Ford is up on the line. Ford is running. Oh, the offload, the offload isn't pretty, isn't picked up by Connick, but they've recycled it and they're going to score a try. Porch is in and it's knocked on now by Benetton, but they've, well, he regained it, he regained it. They're inside the 22. One pass out to Watson. Watson looking for his hat trick and in for the try is Rutsa. It finished 41 19. Alan Deegan pick the bones out of that one that was uh, it's disappointing the better side won but that was a poor performance you have to you have to take that in it's there's one thing losing but that was a performance that simply wasn't at the required level yeah absolutely you're looking at I I brought up the stats earlier on about the back five in the the scrum and how many tackles they've missed I think in the end their back five in the scrum have missed three tackles Whereas the Connacht have missed five, six, seven, eight, nine. You can't. That, that's the power. That's the powerhouse. Connacht came in. It was the first time they've had a time they played against the pack where Connacht were the bigger pack and would have liked to enforce the game. And for 15 minutes, it looked as though it was working. But then Benetton switched on. Those players, those the, the guys like Rutza, um, Lamaro, uh, Canoni was was another excellent player. And, and for me, Pasquale was was tremendous. Uh, a tight head. They just dominated. They just dominated everything about the game. And the, the Connacht backline looked as though they hadn't seen each other in I don't know how long compared to the backline that played last week. Um, there was just there was just no cohesion there. Forwards were giving them reasonable ball. The lineup didn't work for the first time this season. I think it was two overthrows, two, two crooked in, and, and at least one steal. So when you're, you're the, the basics of the game are not working then you're in trouble and Connacht's having basics have been working really well for most of the season um, and they just seemed to struggle they didn't know what to do when they went 12-0 up they didn't control the game um, but then Benetton are a bloody good side and put the pressure on and Connacht weren't able to take it they'll learn a few lessons from this and uh, as you say there's some players to come in over the summer that might help fix some of the problems that happened out there today the away performances are a constant thorn in their side yeah. but the lack of control today if 
and you can do this for any sport. But if Jack Carty was there, I'm going to turn that sound effect down because the band are getting going. Um, if Jack Carty was there, would there have been a better shape and a little bit more control with his experience? That's not criticising Hawkshaw, I thought, did OK, and Ford, who came into that position. Yeah, um, maybe, maybe, but it, 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 they never, the midfield didn't click. The midfield for the last five weeks has clicked. The midfield today didn't click. And the only difference is that Carl Ford was on the bench and Bundy Aki was playing. Um, and that may be being a bit harsh on, on Bundy. But, you know, he didn't attempt to run with the ball at all in the first half. Everything he took, he either kicked it or he passed it on to someone else. And was so deep with his passes that he was inviting the opposition onto them. Um, so you'd wonder, like, you look at the, the scores came from breaks made by John Porch off little feeds from, from Blady. Um, if you're, if you're not going forward, they went forward for the first 10 or 15 minutes of the game. After that, Benetton seemed to get into their stride. Once they got into their stride and once they started winning contacts, it's very difficult to come back from that. And they fed off the big crowd like a full house today. First sellout they've had out there, I think, this season. Um, and they fed off that crowd as Connacht do when Connacht play at home. All right, so we've got Lindley McKenzie here with us. We're out in... T.G. Gahar in Ballinahown with a great work done by Neil Keevney as always and Porrick McHugh who got us online today which is wonderful to be able to get to this to get to, to commentate in this match and today we're joined by Lindley because Rob's not well today so Lindley that wasn't a, a great day for Connacht really was it? It was a terribly terribly disappointing game I mean I just I'm actually quite shocked I have to say by the level of that performance and I don't think anyone was expecting that but I have to say, you have to just have to give credit to Benetton on this particular occasion. They they actually reminded me of Connacht years ago when they actually delivered surprise performances before they became regular performances, and I just thought Benetton was so deserving mm. of of the victory on this occasion. Um, it's not necessarily a, look. It's not. It's not necessarily a bad thing for, in fact, the URC competition to have Benetton, mm. um, you know, at this at this level again. But I just think, and adding competition as well, but I think that there were probably several reasons why Connacht, I don't think, performed as well as they won. One, obviously, is the weather. Look, you know, no matter what we say, it does take its toll on people who are not used to the heat, or et cetera, et cetera. Two, I not necessarily would agree with, um, on this particular occasion, with the selection of at least one player. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and I know it's very hard to say that, but I just don't think the contribution was probably what people would have expected from an international and a lion such as Bundy Aki. I don't know whether he's not fit. I'm not really sure, but I just don't think he he added to the occasion. Um, when you compare it to last week with someone like Cahill Ford, who came in and delivered a man of the match performance, so I'm not sure. I mean, it's hard. It look, you know, it's hard for me to to judge the reasoning for you would normally expect to put your lion on, on the field mm -hmm. and him to deliver, whether it's just the fact that um, he has any other issues that are going on, whether it's like coming back in, he hasn't trained with them and he's not familiar with the systems. But I don't think, I certainly don't think he added to the fluidity of the game that certainly that was there in the previous weeks for Connacht. Certainly not. And before I bring William in, let's hear what Andy Friend had to say as William interviewed him directly after the match. And they, that 
was a hugely disappointing performance, 12-0 up and a bit of control in the game. But once Benetton scored, it, it slipped away and it never came back. Yeah, you're dead right, mate. Like, it, you know, I think it was 17 minutes, we're up 12-0 and, you know, we'd been playing the sort of rugby we'd been playing where we just on top of teams and and uh, looking after possession. We could win our own ball. We, we were making tackles and then all of a sudden that seemed to go out the window. So, it's very frustrating, mate. Um, you know, and, and we're, we're now out of that Challenge Cup, which was something we were really targeting to, to go much further on. It's very difficult because it's just happened. But is there anything that you can see? I mean, Connacht away from home are a different beast to when they're at home. And that's maybe the same for all teams. But there seemed to be a, a just a falling off in performance and a bit of panic once Treviso scored their first try. Is, is there anything that you can identify for that? Well, I mean, it, 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 certainly late in the half, I thought we, we lacked, we, we certainly looked a bit headless. To me, you know, that first half, or late in the game, I should say, that first half, it was more just about, you know, we couldn't look after our own ball and, and therefore we couldn't build any pressure. Um, I thought Treviso had, had uh, they'd done a pretty good scout on us and, and they'd looked to want to come back down short side a couple of times. It was hot here, so we had some bodies that probably weren't moving as quickly as they normally move. Um, and and some of those early tries from Benetton were, were a result of that, where we just, uh, you know, we... Normally, we, we really pride ourselves on our ability to get back up in the defensive line and to come hard of opposition, but we didn't see that as much today. And I reckon some of that was down to the heat. The disappointing thing was, you know, at half time when we're, you know, we're scoring a bit behind, you know, we're still very much in the game there, and but we, we didn't really come out and fire a shot in the second half. And that was probably the most disappointing bit we in. Just looking at some of the players selected, um, from my perspective, watching on a screen, um, Bundiaki didn't seem to have the presence in this game as maybe that we've seen with Ireland recently. And the centre partnership there, operating off some scrappy ball at times, didn't didn't get over the game line and didn't get Connacht involved. Yeah, listen, that's something which we'll, we'll, we'll review all players when we, uh, when we sit down and go through that game. But... Um... You know, it, 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 for us as a as a team, we, we we just seem to be a very different team to the one we were last week. Where, you know, I, I thought some of our rugby was exceptional. We didn't. I thought early on we were we were touching on those those heights again, but after about the twentieth minute, we didn't seem to be able to to continue on with that. We certainly weren't sustaining that. So we'll need to have a look at that, William, and and uh, try and pinpoint what it was that we felt was wrong. If 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 you're Alluding to that, is is that an issue for the players not performing as well? Oh, listen, Does that involve the whole unit between coaches and players? No, listen, it's a whole team thing there. I think there, there'll certainly be um, you know, some frustrated players there who sometimes you just have days where things don't go for you. We had a, we had a chunk of error there today in terms of our ability to win the ball for a start and then to look after the ball. You know, some of our carries, uh, we were turning over easy possession. Some of our kicks were quite loose. Some of our set-piece stuff where we've been so good just wasn't there. So maybe it's just one of those days I said, I know that, that you know, the heat was definitely a factor for us. But uh, bottom line is, mate, it, it was not a good performance by us. And uh, you know, we've got our tails between our legs now. And we're, we're heading home now out of, the, out of the Challenge Cup, which is very disappointing, very frustrating. 
And are you concerned about the performances away from home? It seems to be a bigger challenge for Connacht than maybe some other teams. Is that something going forward you have to overcome? And that I, might be work on for next season. Yeah, listen, I, I think we've we've shown ourselves and, and our supporters that um, anyone cares to watch that we can win away from home. You know, the, the previous game away from home was Dragons, which was a tight game, and we won that. Um, you know, we have won games away from home this year. Osprey's away from home. Uh, breathe away from home. Um, yeah, we've fallen to Newcastle now. We've fallen to Benetton. We won't, we've beaten Zebra the previous game from that too, away from home. So we can win away from home. We know we can. I don't think that's a factor, to be honest with you. I just think it was one of those days, mate, where um, we weren't at, no, we were, we weren't at our best. I thought Benetton were in fairness to them. And I thought, you know, their mental fortitude to, to stay in that game at 12 nil down and and uh you know that that score that they got that that got them to 12 7 was a good score and then they just seemed to grow from that and we didn't and that's probably the disappointing thing you know i, I think more so the the way we wilted uh we need to show a lot more fight than that yes william you were you were asking andy about the fact that bundy didn't really impact the game the way we would have liked and and mac tried his best but neither of them really brought a whole hell of a lot today no, they didn't. It was a poor performance. For a side that went 12-0 up away, you expect a better um, consistency about what they were doing. But they couldn't hold on to the ball after the 20th minute, as Andy said. The problem with this side is away from home, the only thing that's consistent about them is their inconsistency. It's very, very hard to figure what exactly Connacht are going to do. And that performance asks as many questions as, as answers, really. Um, there was a panicky feel to it. There was a... Yeah, look, Benetton were up for it. Five, six, seven Italian internationals in the in the starting 15 and a couple of other inter, high-quality international players floating around. But it was the way that Connacht fell apart, really, to concede three converted tries from... The 20th minute on meant that at half time they were still well in it, but they came out in the second half and they were they were 28-12 down before we blinked. Mm. And at that stage they were they were chasing the game, but even when they chased the game, they weren't very good. Uh, they were inaccurate. They were losing the breakdowns. The line out failed today, which has normally been really strong, and nobody really hit the performance levels, particularly when you remember what they did a week ago against Edinburgh. Um, that game was at home. Edinburgh are struggling, uh, but they were full of internationals. But there was a cohesiveness to Connacht last week that just completely... They never got to that level today or even close to it. But you would still have expected when you get a lead that that should give you confidence. But the minute the first try went in, you could see there was a problem. And when the second try went in, you thought, OK, this is getting difficult. And it just got harder and harder. Yeah, they didn't. They seemed to lack a, a sense of leadership out there. Maybe Jack Carty not being fit was a bigger issue than than people realised. Oh, I'm certainly Jack. You know, obviously Jack is the leader. He's the captain, and he's been that all season. When you take him out of the equation, obviously someone else is supposed to step up. I'm not. You know, 
it's hard for someone sometimes to step into those positions in a situation like that. Um, so certainly Jack is, was a, was a, is a huge loss. I mean, there's other players, uh, you know, as well who have... Look, just compare it to last week's match. I mean, I know you're facing you, you've different opposition, different occasion. You're away from home. There is the, the heat. But if you just look at last week's match, which was a completely different performance from Connacht. Mm. Um, so I'm not really sure... We went back to some of the older, more established players. And maybe this is telling us that maybe some of these new young players, and I, and I accept that those experienced players should have been on the pitch. Mm-hmm. One would have expected them to perform. And, you know, there's nothing in the sense of there's nothing wrong with the selection because that's what most normal people would have done. But I'm just saying on this particular occasion, they didn't perform. And was it because they hadn't been together playing together for, for for a number of weeks because we have seen a lot of changes in the team? I don't really know. But on this particular occasion, they just they it, it just didn't get it together. They certainly didn't. But maybe maybe in the longer run, this is actually a good thing, William, because now they have a week off and the Cardiff game has become the be-all and end-all now because you win against Cardiff. Now, if you can get a bonus point against Cardiff, you're guarantee- guaranteeing Champions Cup rugby next year and the format's still the same as last year. So, you know, it's only four games in the pool stages so it shouldn't have as big an impact on us as it would normally do and we've, we've looked like we're going to have a better squad next year anyway. Yeah, the squad does look better for next year. I think one key player missing today was Jared Butler. I think he's been huge in the last couple of weeks and I think he was a big help to Caelan Blade uh, in controlling the controllables last week. It didn't look like that today, and it it was it was a shaky performance. It's still very annoying at this time of the season, though. If you're a fan and you're sitting watching that and you're wondering, well, what happened here? Yeah, Benetton are a decent side. Mm. They're eight and eight in the URC. They probably are not going to get any further because their last two games are in South Africa, and well as they played today. I don't think that's enough to win in South Africa. Mm. And I suspect that they know this is their be-all and end-all. They have a home quarter final coming up. Um, and Connacht haven't. So now it's about Cardiff on April the 15th. That's a massive game. They have another go in the competition, but it's away to Glasgow. And Glasgow are a good side, and they're a particularly good side uh, at Scotston, I think their record at the minute is 20 wins and two losses in the last 22 games. They just don't lose there. Well, so, they've never lost to us there. I'm not sure it's going to change looking at our away performance. Like, I, I never felt confident going into this game anyway, Lindley, because I looked at our away record and went, we're not going to beat these guys. Um, I wouldn't have put, quite put it like that. I mean, I was, I was, I was reasonably confident that Connaught, having produced a performance like they had last week, we're going to kind of reproduce a performance like that, you know, today. But as I said, there's so many changes that that went into it. You are travelling. You've got the heat. There's a lot of different reasons for it. Um, but I, as I say, I just don't think there were some players who who performed on that pitch. I, I you know, it's up to obviously the the coaches know and they'll you know identify all these you know things that went wrong on the day. But I just. I just felt that I, I take William's point about Jared Butler, and probably one of the an unsung an unsung hero in terms of my eyes in, in terms of Connor, who's so experienced, so calm, um, because it needed someone there to calm 
the whole mm-hmm. thing down and it doesn't seem to be anyone there who could take that role. Um, so it's always about striking the balance. I mean, you know, you put young fellas out there, some of the young fellas out there today, some of them perform, but if it's all about the whole, isn't it? It's all about the 15 or the 23 that take the picture if you've got those people there. And I, I very much take William's point about lacking some, and particularly someone like Jared Butler on that pitch. I think he's quite an underrated player, actually. Yeah, I agree. The team dynamics didn't seem to work today and the body language was pretty awful after a long time in the game it looked like we had a lot of 15 players out there playing for themselves rather than playing as a team yeah there was a bit of that going on I mean obviously look Finley Beelham's missing he would have been a first name in there Uh, maybe Josh Murphy he's still coming back from a a HIA issue so maybe when we're down those type of players we just haven't quite got the depth we need Mm. one thing I will say is if um, and this isn't an excuse, but some of the people have to understand this. Connacht left Galway at three o'clock on Thursday afternoon for this game. Mm. They went up to Dublin. They stayed overnight. They flew yesterday morning to Venice. They got on a bus. They went to Treviso. Uh, they stayed in Treviso last night. They played the game today and they will fly home tomorrow afternoon. If that was Leinster going to play in that game, irrespective of whether it's in the URC or it's the uh, European rugby, Leinster would have got on a plane yesterday afternoon at about half past three, flown to Treviso, bus to the hotel, do what they have to do, play the game, have a bit of food and fly home tonight. And that is one of the differences. That is a big Mm. help uh, for teams. The Welsh teams are still chartering planes. I don't quite know where they're getting the money from, but they're all getting... That's That issue's been put to bed for a couple of weeks until it blows up again, but there is a deal done. Mm. The Scottish teams chartered Edinburgh, flew in last week, flew in Friday, flew home Saturday evening from Shannon. That is a difference. It's, it's, it's a different setup. Connacht are used to it, uh, but it's just worth noting. It's yeah. the small things... Um, but they should have been better prepared today for that. It, it was it was hot. Well, it was warm. It's eighteen oh, degrees. It's not yeah, that hot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there, there, it was a lethargic, disjointed display. Well, on, only after fifteen minutes, because for the first fifteen minutes we were commenting, we were saying this is very similar to what they were doing last week. But then it all fell apart. Well, we had the same last year in Edinburgh. We led eight nil in Edinburgh, and we thought, mm, okay, this isn't going too badly. And then they scored eight converted tries and lost 56-8. It's, sides do pick it up, but Connick's problem is they don't seem to be able to stop them away from home. I mean, yeah, Benetton are going to score, so they got a good try. It's 12-7, fine. But the whole effort dropped off from that, and by half-time and immediately after half-time, the, you know, the five minutes either side of half-time, championship minutes, they scored two tries, they converted them, they're 28-12 up, and you're thinking, OK, it's going to take something special. But it never materialised. And that's the frustration. It's something they have to work on. Um, and Cardiff is massive. That's a huge game. It, it, that should be a sellout. You would hope they might sell enough tickets to get some extra terracing in. Mm-hmm. Because that's that's the season. It is. It is. It's, it, it can't be any bigger, Lindley, because they need Champions Cup. Because apparently that's where there's extra money. You get more money. You get more exposure. Mm-hmm. We've got better players when we say better players coming in, when you're, when you're saying a world-class player like Santiago Cordero, you know, you are improving your squad. You've got Joe Joyce coming in as well. Um, so, like, there, there is more players coming along that'll hopefully make the team even better. So they do need Champions Cup rugby next year, and that's why 
today is now gone, it's over, finished. Let's get going with Cardiff. It's already right to say it's gone and it's over, and that's true. But I think you also have to go back and look at Connett's away record. Newcastle, I think the loss in Newcastle was actually mm-hmm. was was actually had a major influ- a major impact on who we played in this competition. And I think there's another situation where Connett were on top, completely on top, should never have lost, mm-hmm. and did. So when William's talking about the, these performances away from home, you know. That's one of the. They have to actually look at that, that, and ask themselves, what is it away from home that Connacht, when they're on top, and they have the games by the scruff of the neck, just can't seem to can't seem to pull it off. And I think if Connacht had that game home and hosed in Newcastle, they wouldn't have been playing Bennett. And I don't know who they would have been playing. It doesn't really matter now. It's well, they would have been at home. But well, exactly, they would have been at home. And what a huge difference it makes. So yes, it, in that sense, it's it's gone. But those things, I think, still have to be analysed and you know, and f- a little bit find out exactly is there any obvious reasons for this happening, or is it just Connett's mental mindset? And I I don't really know. But it's I just find it's. That lack of that lack of ability to see out games when they're completely on top. Well, the problem in Newcastle really was they were twenty-one nil down after seventeen minutes, and that killed them. And then Newcastle switched off. We got it back. There was a missed pass, twenty-eight each under the posts, and then they go down the field and they scored a try when one of our players who still hasn't come back, Byron Ralston, was taken out yes. and not even looked at. I know this is old hat, but that's how seasons can twist. Mm. Yeah. Because Connacht would have been home quarterfinal, um, sorry, home round of 16, a home s- quarterfinal and a home semifinal. If they won their games. If they won their games. But you see, they would have been three home games. Yes. And then, OK, then you have a final in Dublin. Mm. But it's small, yeah. but other sides, better sides, Leinster's, Ulsters. I, I don't. I don't even say Leinster because they are completely different to everybody else. You're looking at. We should be more comparison with Munster and um, certainly Munster and possibly the Ulster. Mun- um, Munster, Ulster, Glasgow, the sides that are ahead of us in the URC, they tend not to let chances like that slip. Mm. And the hope next year has got to be that with the influx of players that are coming in, mm. that they will bring something different. We've we've two players coming from the English Premiership. Now, the Premiership isn't maybe the greatest league that it was. And then you've got a player coming from the top 14 in France. And you're hoping that they can influence some of the on-field stuff that you you can't coach. Yeah, It's not all about what the coaches have said. Once they're out there, they have to get on with it themselves. Mm. You can't keep spoon-feeding them. So that's what you need. You need players on the field to make the right decisions. But as for now, it's two weeks' time, 15th of April... That is your season down to one game. And he would have taken that when you were 0-3 and three yes. and 1-4 and four yep. after the Leinster loss. You would have said, right, if we can get this to the second last game of the season where we can achieve something, uh, that is actually progress. But it's still a bit of an up and down line. And today was a down. It certainly was. I'll leave the last word with, with Lindley. Do you think we can beat Cardiff? Of course we can be Cardiff. There you go. Good That's Lord. Listen, look, it's not... The thing about it is it's going to concentrate the mind, doesn't it? Yeah. That's what it is. It's yeah. That's out of the way... You know, all the eggs have to go into the basket of the URC. And there are some positives, you know, 
on the horizon, not to mention the new the new players that are coming in, but also obviously someone like John Muldoon who is coming back in. And I think I think that's a huge fillip for the province, to be honest, because I'm, we haven't had possibly that voice within Connacht on the coaching setup, and I think I think it makes a huge difference to the psychology of Connacht as, as a group of players, that there is that coaching voice who is a Connacht, understands Connacht, has played for Connacht, has played at the highest level. And I think he will make a huge addition to, to Connacht when he comes in. I think he will. OK, I think we'll leave it there and we'll we'll just reference the fact that the Irish the Irish women didn't have a great day today either. Um, so that's three Irish teams that have been beaten today because Munster were well beaten too. Um, but uh, Ulster and Leinster's on, so at least one Irish team are going to be in the, the next round of a European competition because one of them has to win today. But we'll leave it there and we'll talk again in a few days' time. We'll, I'm going to dig up some more audio that we picked up that, Lynn, that William got in South Africa because there's still some good audio that wasn't time-specific. Um, the likes of Paul Boyle and... Um, Mac Hansen have some really interesting things and I think Jack Ainger have an awful lot of good stuff that we can fire out to you guys as we wait for the next round of the URC which is in two weeks time bye folks loose cut it loose break out or nothing changes side